0: Hi everyone, I'm Nora Resnick.
1: And I'm Diana Matthews. Welcome to Feminist Wednesday's Beaver Talk, the podcast where we give Hollywood unsolicited advice about feminism.
0: In our world, weight scales are abolished.
1: Real friends sit on the floor and cry with you.
0: And you do the thing that scares you most.
1: Join us as we deep dive into all the things that fire us up about film and television. The glorious, the misogynistic, and the groundbreaking. This is Beaver Talk. Hi. Hello. Yay! I love when we dance during the theme music. It makes me very happy. It's danceable. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of podcasts don't have a danceable theme song, which must be very sad to host. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Today I'm joined by two of my favorite ladies. We have Ashley Shock in the house, and we have Nora Resnick in the building. Hello. And we are Hi. all together making up the Beaver Dam. Ashley, it's so exciting to have you here. Yes, I'm very excited. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Yay. Um, you've been around. I mean, you're in the family. You've been around forever. <laughs> um, but we wanted to bring you in today for a very special episode because you are a marathon runner extraordinaire. Well. I knew you were going to, like, completely, absolutely hate that introduction, so I decided to really lean <laughs> into it. It's good, <laughs> making, making guests feel uncomfortable from the get-go. <laughs> this is just what I do. Um, no, but we, today we're talking about Britney Runs a Marathon, which is a new comedy that's out in the world, and, uh, I mean, we, Nora and I have, do we have no running experience between the two of us? Have you ever run?
0: Oh, I, I, I absolutely hate running. <laughs> I, I I tried it for like a second and a half, and no, no, no running experience.
1: So there's that. Um, but, you know, this movie, uh, which we'll get into, kind of, the marathon is much more of a metaphor. The marathon is um, stands in for being a bigger thing, but um, we wanted to bring Ashley in. You're here yeah. to uh, talk about the movie, talk about marathon running, and talk about kind of... Uh, achieving really big physical goals and really big mental goals um, and uh, get into it from there. So um, before we jump into the movie, I wanted to chat with you, Ashley, just about like, what did you used to watch as a kid? What were some shows or movies that like really were formative for you that you can remember or think about?
2: Formative. Um, well, I guess. Two that stick out at the top of my head were Sandlot and Little Giants. Um, Sandlot's a great
1: movie. Oh. Have you ever seen Sandlot? What's Sandlot? Oh, Diana. No. It's like a great
0: coming of age.
2: Bunch of kids kids. playing baseball. There's a big dog involved. I love a movie with a big dog. It's a good one. Anyway, I was really into sports growing up. Oh. Um, What did you play? I played soccer, I played softball, I played basketball, and then as it like tapered off as I got older, I was really just more into softball. Um, Running was always part of my exercise, so I did enjoy it, but it was always just, you know, maybe a mile here and there. It was never any long distance. I didn't like run long distance or um, cross country or anything like that or track um but yeah what go ahead
0: what made you want to go into long distance running like what was the can you talk us through the like the the switch
2: to that well since I moved to New York one of my favorite days is New York City Marathon Day the energy is just amazing people are amazing even people who like you know don't know each other and just out there to support all the runners. And I just, it's just such a good feeling. Have you ever watched it? I
0: haven't. No, I haven't. haven't. But it is, I do know it's really like communal.
2: Oh, I wish every day felt like marathon day, honestly, like the energy. There's just so much love. And I feel like if every day was marathon day. Like the world would be so much better.
1: Yeah, agreed. It run, It like when I was living in Park Slope, it runs along, uh, I guess that would be 4th Avenue. And Aaron texted me and was like, you have to go out and look at the marathon right now. Like, this is an essential part of being in New York. Like, I will not speak to you tomorrow if you don't go (laughs) out.
2: Oh, my gosh. It makes me so emotional just thinking about it. And I just love everything about it. But so, so I always said to myself after I watched it the first time, I was like, I have to do this. I have to do this. And also the runners who are disabled and, you know, less able than i am and are out there with like no excuses and killing it that was motivation for me and that was like the moment where i was like oh my gosh i have to do this my god and that's how it kind of where it stemmed from like where it all started and when did you run your first marathon um this past november november 2018
1: yeah yeah wow yeah That was your first New York City marathon, or that was your first ever, like, My first ever marathon, New York City, yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah, it was amazing. I'm doing it again, so.
1: That's awesome. That's very cool. I love it. And you're actually, this is so funny, you actually came from a marathon to record today, which is... Not quite a marathon, (laughs) but a race, yes. (laughs) I call them marathons because I just don't trust when anybody is running. They're all marathons. They're all marathons to me.
2: (laughs) Well, a marathon is (laughs) 26.2 miles. I only ran a mile today, so still
1: impressive. It counts. A little different. (laughs) It's a mile more than I ran. Um, Cool. So how long was it? Like, what was the process like from you, you know, deciding you wanted to run a marathon to running it? Like, what kind of, what was the time frame? What kind of, what's the process? So
2: it really started with me, after I had my son, I was like seven months post baby and wanted to, you know, get moving again, get my body Um, moving again. So I knew I needed to set a goal for myself. Otherwise I wasn't going to be committed and I needed something I couldn't back out of. So I signed up for my first half marathon and I trained for that for like three months maybe. So I did that and then I was like, all right, well I'm already kind of in training mode and that wasn't so terrible and it felt really great to accomplish that. And I was like, maybe I'll just keep going and sign up for the marathon." So when I did, I, um, I did the lottery, and actually did not get in. So I signed up with a charity, and I ran for um, Team for Kids, which is a part of, like, New York Roadrunners organization, and they raise money for free youth running programs around the city. Um, so I ran for them. And, yeah, and then in November, I've trained for five months. And, um,
0: Yeah. What's training look like? Do you train alone? Do you have training
2: buddies? I did have a training buddy, my friend Janine. She like motivated me from the beginning. Did
0: you go into it together? Like-
2: yeah. Well, she was a runner, and I was like, Janine, I want to run a, uh, the marathon. And she had never before. And she was just like, okay. <laughs> so we started training together, and we pretty much did like the whole thing together. And, um, We even stayed together like the night before in Long Island and or was it? No, it was Staten Island. That's where it started. Um, But yeah, she really motivated me.
1: Yeah, you guys were like, I remember watching your Instagram stories. You're always out so early running. So
2: early before it got hot, especially the summer was tough training. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah, So we would get up like six, seven o'clock in the morning to go on long runs anywhere from like 10 and the longest was 20 miles that we trained for. So, yeah, it was...
0: That's so impressive it was. and inspirational. <laughs> like, like, I can't get myself to get up at 6 to do a workout, and I don't have a baby at home. <laughs> like, it's really, it's quite phenomenal.
2: Well, I think once I started getting, like, the miles up, I was like, oh, I did 7 miles? Okay. Like, I wonder if I could do a little bit more and a little bit more. And it was, like, challenging. I really like to challenge myself physically and mentally, because so much of it is mental too. Yeah. Because, you know, injuries do happen. And I had an injury where I lost five weeks of training. I had sprained my foot pretty bad. And um, it's so mental. Mm -hmm. So if you can, like, break through that barrier and just keep going. I never thought that I couldn't do it. I always knew from the beginning that I could do it. I was like, if I put in the work, I can do this. Like, there's no reason why I can't. I'm Healthy and able in every way, and I just, I just always thought I could do it, and I did it.
0: Have you always sort of had that mentality?
2: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really amazing. I'm not sure where it really stemmed from. I think my parents. Yeah, I mean, they kind of like gave me freedom to just be who I was and do whatever I wanted within, you know, reason. Growing up, whether it was like getting my eyebrow pierced or, you know, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. They were always just really supportive and never told me that I couldn't do anything that I wanted to do within reason again. But, um, yeah, I never, I never doubted myself. I always thought that I could do it. So I did it.
1: I love that. Uh, yeah, that's incredible. I love it. Um, let's shift gears and get into the movie. I think this mm. is a great place to kind of mm-hmm. start talking about Britney's marathon and, and the movie. So, um, for those of you who don't know, this movie stars Jillian Bell, Alice Lee, Michaela Watkins, and I'm going to butcher his name, Utkarsh um, Ambudkar, who plays Jern. You just looked mm-hmm. at me for a Lifeline. And you I, like him. You I know, I, I do. This I movie. like him a lot. I know.
0: <sighs> he's um, funny. And, he's so And good. I did not help you at all. Thank
1: you. Yeah. yeah. You just, I looked for a Life Raft. Wow. You did not give me one as a good co-host. <laughs> it's great. Um... So it's about a woman in her, she's 27, 28, and she goes to the doctor for a prescription for Adderall because she's a party girl who just, you know, is basically oscillating between drunk and hungover every day of her life. Um, And he tells her that she needs to lose between 40 to 50 pounds um, fairly quickly in order to become healthy. And she decides that she wants to take up the goal of her dream to run the New York City Marathon. Uh, so the movie follows her training for that and her journey with that, with the weight loss. Um, and I loved this movie. I, didn't, I was not expecting to like this movie as much as I did, but I would love to hear both of your like, first initial thoughts before we kind of get into more specifics.
0: Yeah, I, I really liked the movie too. Um, I, I think it, it did such a wonderful job of like showing how... As you said, it's not, it wasn't really about the marathon. It was about her really changing her life and turning her life around. And, like, um, you know, there's a point where she keeps, like, running and missing the subway, and the doors keep closing in her face. And then as she's progressing and changing, somebody holds the door for her. And there's a line later in the movie that it's like, it's not about what you look like. It's about the fact that you're, like, presenting yourself in the world and you're, like, taking ownership over your life, and people are responding to that. It's not about losing weight. Um, And yeah, I I thought it was a very heartwarming, lovely movie. I left and I was like, I'm going to train for something. I just haven't quite figured out what that thing is. (laughs) Um, I'll report back. Um, But yeah, I really, I I quite enjoyed it as like
2: my initial thoughts.
0: Yeah.
2: I liked it as well. Um, I was, I did not expect her to not run the marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that coming. I didn't either. And I also thought, you know, when you're going through that and you're, she was wanting to change her life and make a big change, and she had people around her who were wanting to support her, and when they wanted, you know, she didn't make the lottery and she wanted to, um, they wanted to help her and, you know, donate, and she, like, refused it. That's also, like, <clears throat> I think. Sometimes it's hard to accept help from other people when you're trying to, like, do it on your own, but you don't have to do everything on your own. Yeah. And I thought that was a, a nice moment to show. I agree. And it was such a nice
0: counterbalance to her, like, the friend she has initially is such a toxic friendship. And, I, like, yeah. it's so emblematic of toxic friendships and somebody who's just self-absorbed and you're kind of, she was sort of there to be this friend's prop. Um, yeah. And then shifting to the friends who care about her and how uncomfortable she is with like accepting that and understanding that it's not because they pity her. It's not, it's, right. it's only for positive uplifting reasons and like seeing her struggle with that I felt like was a really like relatable real thing.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. what I liked about the friendships is that it shows her with her roommate and that's such a relationship of convenience for both of them. Like there's nothing that's common between the two of them other than they like to go to happy hour and like mm-hmm. <laughs> hang out all night together and paint each other's nails. Um, and so I think what the film does a really nice job of showing, especially for female friendships, is the way that in order to cultivate really meaningful relationships in your life, they can't be based solely on convenience. They can't even really be based on at all on conven- inconvenience to like, really create that depth that people seek if you want to create that. So I think that I really loved the scene um, when they try to give her the money and she just, like, totally freaks out and leaves, um, whereas she's totally fine keeping this toxic person in her yeah. vicinity because it's just so much easier than yeah. it's not calling on her to do anything. And I really appreciate it. I've never seen – I can't remember when I've last seen that shown in such a, like, subtle way. Um, but the convenience of it all is something that is a big piece of it she has to overcome. Stop living your life conveniently Mm -hmm. and start to challenge yourself more, and I really appreciated that in the movie, for sure.
0: Totally, and, like, stop also... She was really only able to accept those friendships and connections when she stopped her self-judgment. Yeah. You know, she had so much self-judgment, and the the roommate, the toxic friend, also had those judgments of her, which she was, like... Britney was allowing because she had those judgments of herself and as she starts to rid herself of those it, it was nice to see like
1: the acceptance mm-hmm. yeah it's so painful to watch at the beginning when she's just like I don't need you to pity me I don't need you to wait for me I don't need you to yeah. do this I yeah. don't need you to do that it's like- right and
0: she's so judgmental
1: of Michaela Watkins character yeah. and is like oh you ha- you're you're
0: perfect everything's perfect you have money and you have a family and blah 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 and because she's sh- so shut down to the idea that anybody else could have other things going on. And right. Was, yeah. It was a nice development.
1: Yeah. Did you,
0: Ashley, did you as like a runner and as a marathon runner, did you have any things that you like particularly related to or didn't
2: relate to? Yes. I think the, the scene where she's first going out running for the first time and it's like it's showing her go to grab the door handle. And then kind of stop, and like it's playing through our head, like, yeah, am I, I can I even do this? Can I do this? Like just getting started with anything I feel is hard, yeah, but once you like take that first step, it just starts to roll, and that's what happened, and like I totally related like, to that, because um, I had never run more than four miles before, and that was like once, like I don't even know seven years ago maybe. And I was like, how am I ever going to do this? I can't even run this many miles. And, you know, just start start telling yourself that you can do it and you do it. And then it just keeps going and going and building and building. So I really like that. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember being there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> The little goals.
2: Being afraid to start.
1: Yeah. I mean, she runs a block for like the first little while. And yeah. And then she joins the running group. And yeah. Then it's like.
2: And I was like, oh, I'll join a 5K, which she probably never thought that she could, you know, run a race before. Um, And then just kind of kept going. And that was kind of how it started for me. I started two miles. Then I started with um, a 5K. Then I did a 10K. Then I did my first half. And then I did, you know, the marathon. And it just builds and builds. And then even after the marathon, I'm like, maybe I'll do an ultra. Whoa. One day. What's an an Ultra. (laughs) like <laughs> all
1: together now
2: it's like anything over like 40 or 50 miles
1: oh my god everyone in the room there's is there's
2: 100 mile ultras how do you, it's, you it's crazy how what do you you stop though and sleep um some of them yeah the longer ones you can yeah yeah it's crazy wow yeah it's so inspiring that's what i just i love that about running Because it's really anybody can do it,
1: right? Like it's the most accessible thing in the world. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And
1: yet, (laughs) and yet, yeah. And I think another piece of you mentioned this already, but she actually gets an injury, um, and she's not able to run the marathon when she thinks she's going to be able to run it. And I think that that also really showed um, the obviously the physical. Sometimes, I don't want to call them limitations, but just the physical reality of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but the mental strength mm-hmm. she has to get back into training and mm-hmm. do it the following Again. year. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I just, agree. I thought it was such a nice, like, it, it, I don't know. It's, it's a, it, I found it to be just such a good metaphor, cause as you said, like, it's not about the running and, like, any times in my life that I've tried to, like, change my life or or get myself out of a depression or whatever. there's often times where like it gets worse before it gets better. It's always darkest before the dawn yeah. to use like a very cliched <laughs> um, metaphor. But I liked that I liked that the movie could have sort of taken the easier road and been like, okay, and then she ran the marathon, and now, you know, the movie's over. Thanks. And they didn't because because it does sometimes get worse, like on the road to being healthy. It's not just, like, always an uphill or always smooth sailing. It it ebbs and flows, and it gets harder, and I I liked that.
1: Yeah, I think that um, another marathon that she, quote-unquote, runs in this movie is her interpersonal relationships and the people that she's had in her life. Uh, Her sister and uh, her sister's husband are, it's, I loved the dynamic at the birthday party, Mm. When she loses her shit, <laughs> that, other, mm. um, that other woman. And she basically calls her out for like being heavier and mm-hmm. just like Brittany just projects all yeah. of her insecurity and frustrations onto this poor woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's really the brother-in-law who says to her, like, you have to start letting people in and you have to start releasing some of these like you have to just start loving yourself more and you have to start again, stop living your life out of convenience and start just showing up for yourself mm-hmm. in a bigger way. And this is after she's already injured herself running, you know, this is, this is the darkness before the dawn. Um, and I loved that she also has to start letting in um, Jern and she has to start like figuring out that relationship, which was super weird in such a New York relationship. <laughs> believe <laughs> how weird it was. Um, she basically meets this guy house-sitting for a wealthy, a wealthy couple. Well, they're, they're, supposed, Is she house-sitting? He's house-sitting and she's dog-walking? They're supposed to be dog-sitting where she's <laughs> sp-
0: supposed to be taking care of dog and house stuff during the day, but just popping in and he's supposed to be doing it during the night, but neither of them are supposed to be living there yeah. and they eventually both move in there as, <laughs> at first, as roommates. Um, and they kind of have like a, a classic romantic comedy dynamic where at first they don't really like each other and they're opposites. And then they, you know, start to bond and start to form a friendship. And then she's like with her running friends and she's like, I think I'm going to sleep with him. And it's I found it to be quite charming. Um, yeah, I also really awesome. like him, which I think is I not. You have the re- a huge <laughs> crush on
1: this man. Like <laughs> totally you love him deeply. I do. I had no idea who he was, and it, who's he friends with? You like deep dove his Instagram through another person. I don't want Instagram. to talk about it on, on anything that can be later searchable. I'm calling Nora out for all of this right now. She's dying a slow death. <laughs> oh my god! But yes, it's, I gotta go. Yeah, you gotta you gotta wheel away. It's it's just not coming together. Um. Yes, so she ends up running the marathon it happens. And I, th- I read some really interesting stuff about how they actually filmed the marathon. I did too. We probably read the same article. The New York Times one? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. So cool. So they filmed at the 2017 marathon and it should be noted that Jillian Bell actually lost the 40 pounds to play this role. Oh, wow. Which is incredible. It's insane. Same amount as the real Britney lost um, throughout this throughout this process. But they filmed at the 2017 Marathon and initially the director um, wanted three crews of 22 people to get the proper coverage for this. And the New York uh, roadrunners who mm-hmm. had to go through to get uh, permissions and all this kind of thing were like, you can have three crews of eight people and here's where you can't film. Here's where you might be able to film. And basically they just had really, they had to be really restrictive so as to not interfere with the marathon. And I, the runners.
0: I, one of the things also that, is worth noting is that I believe it's the first uh, movie that's not like a documentary to film at the New York City Marathon. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe even, if I remember the article correctly, like they said it was like the first request they'd ever gotten so they weren't totally sure how to handle that. Which I was surprised about. Yeah, it was surprising. And I thought they did it really well, and, like, as an audience member, like, as a viewer, I could tell that they were really filming the marathon because yeah. the, the footage style changed, and you can sort
1: of see, but it didn't... To me, that didn't bother me. I actually liked it. I liked
2: it, too. Yeah.
1: I was so impressed by it. I was yeah. just like, oh, this is really cool. They put her in the energy. They put her yeah, in, like, was, the support uh, you were talking about was so palpable. Oh, I was, like,
2: feeling it the whole time. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> it makes me so
1: emotional.
2: Yeah. Even just being yeah. at the race that I was at today, it was just one mile, but...
1: Oh, I just... I love it so much. It must be such a huge... The community of it is just incredible. The community
2: is amazing. Yeah. Can I tell you a quick story? Always. Um, I volunteered at one of the races a couple weeks ago. And we had our volunteer group. There's like a, a bunch of things you can do, like volunteering at the race. We had to fill the water for after the race. So we met with our group, and we all had to go around in a circle, the leaders that were in charge of our group wanted us to go around and introduce ourselves and say our name and what's our occupation, where are we from. And I'm a stay-at-home mom currently, and I, um, I sometimes, you know, don't always feel so confident sharing that. It's my own stuff, whatever. So we're there, and it gets to me, and I'm like, oh, I'm Ashley, I'm from Brooklyn, and I'm a stay-at-home mom. Can I tell you how many people clapped? I love that. Clapped. It's, that's the hardest job. Men, women, like so much support. That's awesome, Ashley. It was amazing. So unexpected. But it was it was so nice, and it just makes me love the running community even more. Like everybody's just so supportive.
0: I really I love that. I it think was that's so beautiful. nice.
2: I love New York Road Runners. But. That's yeah, great. It was amazing. It so
0: deservedly validating. Yeah. You know, I think especially, I mean, I'm not a mom, but I think so often you're, you're, you have a job where you're alone a lot of the time, yeah. right? Or you're with your child, but yeah. you know, yeah. no other adults. So it's, I think it's really nice for a community to like...
2: Acknowledge, acknowledge that. Acknowledge it, uh, yeah. 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 It was really nice. It like made my
1: day. It's incredible. Yeah. To be seen like that is such yes. a... It's such a changing thing. Yeah. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, can you articulate kind of the ways that you have changed pre and post marathon? Like, what what is it? Big shifts? Is it little shifts? Do you just like n- little noticeable changes? Or um,
2: I guess just overall, I don't feel like there's anything that I can't do if as long as I put in the work and. You know, my mind is set on it and my mental is strong. Even if my physical is not as strong, even, you know, day to day, I just feel very confident that I can accomplish whatever I want to do or set my mind to. That's probably, like, one of the best things I've done in my life thus far.
0: And you feel like the like running has given you that?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I found it at a time where... I was feeling, like, a little broken. Um, my, like, the birth of my son didn't go how I had hoped. And I don't feel this way any longer. But at the time, I felt that my, um, my body had failed me. Um, so this was a way that I could control my body, in a sense, and, like, put, you know, set this goal and I can do this. And um, yeah, I think that it like saved me, in a sense.
1: It's beautiful. Yeah, that's really huge. <laughs> I think to it's almost like a reconnection with the strength of your body yes. and mm-hmm. what's what you're capable of in yeah. a very real way. Yeah. And how that relates to like the birth of August. And yeah. Kind of recuperating some of that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's very that's very big. I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> Thanks for sharing that too. Oh, of course. That's lovely vulnerability. In the beaver,
1: the beaver Damn. dam, dam, dam. We don't know, <laughs> I and mean, I think we do know. I think we do. <laughs> you know what? We're behind the microphones. Anything can happen. Um. So yeah. So kind of jumping back, finishing the story, but I'm trying to film it, this freaking marathon um the three crews of eight and costume couldn't be there so (laughs) jillian bell actually carried carried uh changes of clothes with her that were all like pre-sweat soaked like like just with water or whatever Uh they used um so that it would match and she was changing in coffee shops and she didn't run the full the full marathon from like the the Verrazano bridge to central park but she did run. She did run parts of it, like, multiple times to get the shot. And in the part where she's really starting to struggle and she's really thinking that she can't finish it, a bunch of actual runners stopped to help her. Mm. So they had to keep being like, no, 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 like, don't come here. Like, we have to reset, like, all this kind of thing. But the director loved it, and he kept a lot of shots in that kind of showed those really authentic moments because he's like, that is power of that day Mm -hmm. that's the power of that community Mm -hmm. and it was important he said to um to showcase it and to make it feel to make it feel real Um, they also used real footage from the race as uh from the race broadcast which i think is a really nice nod to the work organizers put in to um you know capture all these moments capture all of uh the race coverage and um yeah they it's just i think I loved the authenticity of that because it's such a big moment for her. And I think for them to film at the marathon was a really nice choice. It's, it's something they didn't have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a logistical nightmare. <laughs> like I can't imagine how many times they like talk themselves in and out of it. But um, I loved it. I thought it was so cool.
2: Yeah. When I saw it first, I was like, wait, is this a real marathon? Yeah. Is this the
1: actual marathon? Yeah. It was know. really cool. I said the same thing. I was just like, wait. Really? Like, yeah. <laughs> I
0: was, so it was the 2017 marathon, that yeah. found, right? Cause, which I didn't know when we were watching it. I kept like being like, oh, I wonder if we're going to see footage of Ashley. Because like, <laughs> I could tell it was a real marathon. I was like, maybe. But alas. Alas. Not Not. To, not to the producer in me Next does year. wonder what sort of waivers they needed to get and releases oh. from runners because I can't
2: imagine. How well, do you do that?
0: Well, there's probably something when you sign up that says you're releasing Uh, your image mm -hmm. that you're running the marathon. There's so many news cameras and stuff, I would think. But this is not
1: news, so I wonder. Anyway, that's... Might have been a little bit scrappy. Nerdy production (laughs) questions. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. You never know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I was just going to say something and it popped right out of my my head. What was I going to say? It was about the logistics of filming, but... Um, they did a really good job, though, I think, with that. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, what I was trying to find articles online and was having trouble about the real story because it's based on a story of a friend of the writer-directors, and there wasn't really a lot. I was sort of surprised. I was expecting, like, you know, so, somebody would write an article about it. But She lived
2: know. in New York? Do you know? Writing?
0: I think so. Like, I, I think she sort of, like, had, like, a real sort of partying lifestyle, didn't uh-huh. really have her stuff together, and then, um, you know, decided to run the marathon and, like, it mm. re- really turned her life around, mm. the New York City Marathon. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, I because w- I would be curious if, like, the her parental relationships are the same or if that was fictionalized,
1: if the romance was, you know, a yeah. part of it. I know, you never... It, yeah. The voyeur in yeah, me know, wants to mean. know. <laughs> totally. Yeah, It's it should be named. It's like directed by uh, Paul Downs Calaiso. And he... It's funny because I hated the beginning of this movie. I really, really struggled with the beginning of this movie because I hated the way he filmed her. She, he, films her uh, he films her in body parts. So he's filming like her thighs or he's filming her shoulders up or he's filming her arms or it, you never see her as a person. And it's something that TV does too when they film uh, when they film like heavier set people, it's often like kind of manipulated. So you never mm-hmm. see like the full figure. And um, when we <laughs> I was watching the beginning of this movie, I was like, they are not doing this. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. And there's the scene where she goes out running for the first time and she sees the reflection of herself in the mm-hmm. uh, like pretzel cart. Mm-hmm. And it's like all morphed and it almost looks like a fun house kind of. Mm-hmm and it's like alluding to like a fun house that you would see at a carnival. And I'm like, what is happening? It's like, going to recover itself. And then as the movie goes on and her, she gets further and further into training and further and further into starting to really show up and really succeed at her goal. Um, the filming completely changes and she's now being filmed the way you would film anyone. It's, it's, you know, straight continuity and just, uh, it's really interesting. I really appreciated the thoughtfulness of that because it's a commentary on how we treat people. It's a commentary on how we see people and on see screen. Ourselves. And see ourselves. And it's how she sees herself. And so I thought it was just such a great director's choice to, you're almost seeing Brittany through her own eyes, which is something that, took me to the end of the movie i was like oh that's what we were doing Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like trusting everything is intentional (laughs) i was raging during the movie
0: i wasn't having which and they redeemed themselves too because they kept she kept talking about her goal weight yeah and Mm -hmm. i was like what is this nonsense with a goal weight like Mm -hmm. please stop and like and they were for the first part of the movie using that as something to aspire to like Mm -hmm. she's aspiring to her goal weight she's almost at her goal weight she keeps weighing herself and you know she she lost x amount of pounds and i was like i was like this is insane because that's not what fitness should be about it shouldn't be about a number it should right. be about how you feel and if you actually are healthy mm-hmm. um because you can be a weight a, you know a quote unquote goal weight and not be healthy and you can be not at that weight and be healthy mm-hmm. and they like And they redeem themselves where at some point she sort of realizes that too and she gets rid of the scale and it's not about losing those last five pounds. It's about um, intentionality and, you know, eating what's going to like make you feel good and not because you're out of control or Mm. you're trying to emotionally compensate. And so I was was glad they redeemed themselves because internally I was like, what is this?
1: Yeah, yeah. Why?
2: Especially when she got to, I think it was like, one sixty or something, and she kept hitting that, and she like was that getting road, so yeah. like bummed out about it. Yeah, and you're like, but you're doing so well. Yeah. Like, you can't let that an arbitrary. But she had number so much you. progress.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that was
2: just totally bumming her out. Right.
0: It was like def- it was it was canceling out all the yeah. success that she had because yeah. because of a number, which is really an arbitrary thing.
1: It really mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you ever struggle with that when you were training or? doing any of your running
2: um well I was just thinking as you're saying this that my weight now is less than what it was when I was training but I'm in I was in such better shape at a heavier weight than I am now at this lower weight so yeah it's so arbitrary you can and Sometimes you know you can look completely different at the same weight mm-hmm. depending on you know your lifestyle and yeah. exercise or not you know yeah so it's it's so mental
1: yeah definitely
0: and depending on like when you weigh yourself oh, yeah. in the course of a day and like yeah, yeah no I think it's I think weight I I like rage against scales and all of that yeah hate them gotta go
1: um kind of bringing things all around full circle. Do we have, I think when I think about like, I would just love to see more movies like this made. I think this is such an important story and I think it's even more incredible that it's a true story, but it's a true story for everyone. Mm -hmm. Like You had this, Mm -hmm. Ashley. You've gone through stages where you've had to come through something and come out the other side and really show up for yourself. We all have to do this at some Mm -hmm. point in our lives and multiple times in our lives. And so I think that, These stories, and I I also love presenting it as a comedy because I think there's such a accessible and satisfying aspect to this movie where it's like anyone. It's not heavy. It's not heavy at all, but it's deep and it's thoughtful and it's intentional. And there's a big story to share here where you don't need to go out and run a marathon after watching it. You (laughs) might not want to. You might really want to. But the point of it is that this woman's story is just so inspiring. And it, it came out of this movie and I joked to you. I was like, I just want to be my best self. <laughs> but I think we need that. and mm-hmm. think gets such a morale boost mm-hmm. in a really like in a really cool way. So I just want to see more and more and more of this. And it's a diverse cast. It's, mm-hmm. um, you know, really good casting, really uh, good writing. Um, so, yeah, I can't recommend it enough. Do you guys have any feminist notes to Hollywood on this? (laughs) Yeah,
0: my feminist note to Hollywood is take note. Like like have a movie that has a diverse cast and has the lead not being your typical like Hollywood starlet and Gillian Bell is killer. Like she's a good actress and she's funny and Mm -hmm. she carries the movie really beautifully. Yeah, Hollywood, take note. That's my feminist advice.
1: (laughs) Love it. Um, any final thoughts? Anything you want to mention? Anything that is left on the table? The Den? The Dam. <laughs> the Den Dam. Um, I think it's a beautiful
0: movie. I totally have a crush on that guy. And, and uh, uh, We're going to do a whole episode of that later.
1: Just you about this guy.
0: He's, he's doing a thing on Broadway that, anyway, I don't want to talk about anymore.
1: <laughs> what <laughs> I mean, I, totally I brought dumb. it up, but... Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, Ashley, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. And thank you for joining us for the time. Thank you, Kent. Um, and thank you to Amer, who's also our guest producer today. He pointed at you, I have to give you credit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and thank you to the Atlantic Transmission Podcast Network for hosting us. Thank you to Nora for being yeah. the co-host. Thanks for this- having me. And uh if you saw if you well, if you saw Brittany Runs a Marathon and you want to talk about it. Uh, Follow us and message us at at Beaver Talk on Instagram. Happy Feminist Wednesday. Beaver Talk. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production.